Go, go, gadgets podcast. What up, what up, what up, party people? So we are back. We have made it over the halfway mark of a dozen episodes. We are at number seven. Lucky number seven. Yeah. Seven minutes in podcast heaven. Or the seven deadly sins, including our podcast. <laughs> the seven wonders of the world. <laughs> Just the tits being number one. Seven days. Apparently our world was made. This podcast <laughs> took about that long, too. <laughs> Then you know it was it was destined for holy glory. Okay, my jump from godliness is it's the holiday season. And for some people, that means celebrating God. Yeah, that's true. Except for neither one of us. But all right, for some people. Right. For some people, that jump makes sense. For other people, it's like, meh. I mean, um, it's true. That's how it all started. Yeah. Yeah. But now... But we are we recognize all holidays in this time period, including the flying spaghetti monster. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, you're going to have to unpack that one, Gia. Not sure. You've never heard of the flying spaghetti monster? Nine. Pastafarianism? Oh, is it some kind of stand-in for St. Nicholas? No, oh my God, it's not at all. It's just like this made-up shit <laughs> that it's like this monster that's like two meatballs and a lot of spaghetti and eyeballs. <laughs> It's the deity of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Pastafarianism is a social movement that promotes a lighthearted view of religion and opposes the teaching of intelligent design and creationism in public school. In college on Facebook, back when I cared about my profile under religion, I said Frisbeetarianism. Frisbeetarianism? Yeah, it means that you throw a Frisbee up and it gets caught on the roof of your house and that's what you believe in. So, okay. So, like gravity. Yeah, or it was supposed to symbolize your soul kind of leaving your hand and going up to the top. And getting stuck on a roof. In your world on top of the roof. You know what? I was young. Facebook was new. I thought it was funny. Oh, so many of us have those moments. Don't worry. Yeah, so Thanksgiving just passed and Christmas is coming up for those of you who celebrate. Also, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. I think those are the big three, you know? Yeah, well, considering that it's just been so commercialized at this point, at least Christmas. Yeah, that's true. And because I wasn't raised in a religious household, to me, it's just family time. That's what it represents to me. Like forced family time. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, fortunately, I like my family, so. And there's also weird family traditions that you think are normal until you start talking about it with other people. And you're like, oh, you mean not everyone? Uh, I don't know. What's a weird family tradition? I'm trying to think. I mean, everybody, I guess, considers themselves normal until they meet the outside world and then they realize, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I don't think we have any weirdness going on, except for the fact that in my family, at least on my dad's side, too, we're all vegetarians. So Thanksgiving obviously means no turkey, but it means mm -hmm. soiki instead. Tofurkey? Nope. We call it soiki. Because okay. Tofurky, I think, is actually like a brand, and we never got that. We got like this, um, it looks like a... The off brand. No, it's the original. But anyway, it's a gray log. It doesn't sound very appealing, but it's Ugh. hella delicious. Even the meat eaters in the family like it. They love it. It's just so packed full of But you of just cook the log? Bake it. And then we used to have Ugh. this little like cloth turkey head that you put on the top, and then you put a little turkey tail on the back, and then your turkey it's your psyche but it's gray you have to get you have to shaped. get past the gray part why is it gray i should have never With said the, gray like... it's just a log of soy it's a soy log so what do you have weird 
In terms of Thanksgiving, we stopped eating turkey, not because we're vegetarian at all. Um, She's so proud about that. But, at all. Well, just, you know, the opposite side of the coin. But just because we realize no one in my house likes roasting a turkey nor eating a roast turkey, like, it's just a lot of work for something that we're like, eh. We just roast a ham because my grandma has this, like, delicious ham recipe that I would eat every single day. I don't care if it kills me. So we're just like, time for the good old ham on Thanksgiving. We don't put anything on it to make it look like a turkey, though. We're just like, fuck turkey. When you say <laughs> recipe, does that mean there's a glaze, like some kind of marinating thing? Yeah, sauce? so she soaks it in like pineapple juice and like Ooh. brown sugar Ooh. overnight Ooh. and like brine, so like apple cider vinegar and salt. Ooh. And then she makes this like glaze. And then she also puts um, these toothpicks that have a maraschino cherry and they stick through a pineapple ring. So the, the, like, ham is covered in pineapple rings that get caramelized because you, like, broil it at the end. Oh. So it's this delicious, like, salty, sweet, crunchy, soft. Oh, it's amazing. Hmm. I usually don't like mixing salt and sweet. Well, yeah, that's why when people are like, I don't like Hawaiian pizza, I'm like, because you're not eating it right. That's fair. Don't get me started. I'm, like, a very strong Hawaiian pizza fan. <laughs> don't even get me started. So, yeah, exactly. So we know that for some people... Hawaiian pizza is a pet peeve and they can't stand it. But what about for you? What is like, what is a pet peeve that you have? And not like a, you know, generic, like, I don't like it when people chew with their mouths open. Like, yeah, that's annoying for most people. What's something that's like very particular to you? I am not ashamed to admit that I can't stand when people have bad grammar, especially when they say, or type, write, send me a message that says, can you send that document to Chris and I? Can you give that presentation over to Bob and I? What's wrong with this sentence here? If you were to say, can you send that document and you take out Chris from the equation, what would you say? Would you continue to say, send that document to I? No, you would say, send it to me. So nothing changes when you add another person into this equation. Wow. It's like across the board. You don't give any like wiggle room, you know, depending on... If, the, if English isn't their first language, but I'm talking all these people in my head and I have like five and some of them have learned English, majored in English in undergrad. It's, it drives me up a wall. You're like, you have to Well, it, it doesn't down. sound moronic unless you do it the way you did it, right? Like... Subject and object pronouns, they are different and there's a reason they are different. Right, but, but okay, here's my this thing. This goes back to like sixth grade English. But that's my thing is that it's different because I never learned that kind of stuff. Like I specifically remember not learning about pronouns directly like that. And so a lot of it was you just have to follow the rules that you hear or see and just learn the rules like that. That makes me so sad. <laughs> right. I was talking with friends about this and I was like, do you guys remember like learning about parts of speech or like, you know, and I remember doing some work about verbs and nouns but in terms of pronouns and the difference between subject pronouns and object pronouns I think I might have figured it out finally when I started working last year at the language institute and I had to know it because I had to teach students about it and I majored in English and like I you know have a degree in a master's in English language education I, I do find that unfortunate I mean it could just be that I am more persnickety than the average person and I did learn back in middle school and it stuck with me 
And so, yeah, so I have like two factors, I guess, to my advantage. What's your pet peeve? My pet peeve is um, I really hate when people try and finish my sentences when I'm telling a story or when they like assume they know what I'm going to say and react according to that. In English, it's like annoying alone. But then now that I've been speaking a different language and one that I'm not necessarily super comfortable with, to have someone interrupt me and try and finish what I'm going to say makes me really frustrated because I lose my train of thought because I have to figure out what they've said. I have to relate it to what I was saying. I then have to correct them before they go off on a different direction so I can remember what I was going to say, all while thinking, how do I say what I'm going to say in this other language? Mm. So it obviously has given me a lot of empathy as a teacher and trying not to finish what my students are saying because it's really frustrating. I don't know. It's like it's one of those things where I really have to take a deep breath and not yell at them to be like, shut up. Sorry. I should have connected that better. I'm not yelling at my students to shut up. I'm yelling at the people <laughs> interrupting me. Yeah. <laughs> Gave me pause for a second, but I thought, wait, no, they're the victims in the story too. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. Sorry. I did not make that connection. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't think that you're telling your students to shut up. And in English, when this happens, I really hate it just because it's like I have an echo. And I'm like, I'm perfectly capable of telling this story. I don't need you to chime in with the same word that I'm going to say. Like, just listen. Please listen. That could be your lesson to them, not to your students. Again, correction. <laughs> it could be the lesson to people who you're talking to, your peers or your family members or whoever is cutting you off. Just be like, echo, echo, echo. And then they'll be like, what? And you're like, so back to my point. Yeah, but it doesn't, in any language, it really bothers me when someone just jumps in and decides to like join you on the last word it's like we finish each other's sent sandwiches <laughs> the classic you know wait i feel like i should have broken in there and been like pineapple ham sandwiches <laughs> <laughs> all right so our uh let's see what l words do we have um, oh here we go okay our lace-like lamp lit laid back lackluster uh lavender listeners also have answered uh, our questionnaire talking about what their pet peeves are. And again, we asked for like ones that you're ashamed to admit that you have. So not the general, I hate when people chew on their pencil. I hate when people pop their bubble gum. Like we know that for the most of the population that we can agree is annoying in contexts. We wanted something that it's like, it really, really grinds your gears. <laughs> so one of them is they really hate impolite people. So, you know, for example, if you say good morning and they don't respond, which is a thing here, it's so annoying. Like, it's very strange because when I first arrived in Chile, people greet each other in the elevators, like in your building, which is not a thing anywhere else that I've experienced. And so I started getting into that. But then you have some people who you say good morning and they just don't say anything. And you just like stand in silence in the elevator. And it's like, hmm. Wait, the hmm. whole elevator ride? Yeah. They don't even bother to return? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Aye, aye. Or like you're walking on the street and you like, I don't know, when I walk my dog in the mornings, there's no one. So sometimes if I see someone, I'll make a point to say good morning because it's like, you know, we're the only two unfortunate souls out at six in the morning. Mm. So I'm like, hey, we're both miserable. Good morning. <laughs> they like don't respond. I'm like, all right, you're more miserable than I am, I guess. You win. Like, <laughs> Just Jesus. say that next time. Hey, miserable. <laughs> What's up your ass crack? <laughs> And the other one that was in this entry was people who don't acknowledge their mistakes, which, yeah, that's hella fucking annoying. Well, yeah, that's like a whole topic for an entire right, episode. Right, exactly. Um, another pet peeve is moms with push chairs or like strollers that need extra space. 
And I really like the note that this person included. Stop taking up planetary resources with your need to spawn! Exclamation point, exclamation point. Land down it's true. the law. No more strollers I mean, for you. Stop spawning. <laughs> this is not a video game. Or at least carry right. them on your back, you know? Yeah, I mean, you have two legs. Sometimes that work. You could use them. Carry them on your head. Or just leash them up, you know? <laughs> I had like a visceral reaction to that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Baby on a string. <laughs> Baby leashes exist. They do. We might be alienating a couple of people left and right here. Uh, you know what? What did I say last time? If they're if they don't uh, double on Chandra, they can double get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> that should be our catchphrase. <laughs> okay. So another pet peeve is people playing music in public places, not live music. But anything where they're using a device or a speaker, mm. this person says, go home. Your music is too loud. I feel that completely. I do that all the time, too. I'm like, I didn't ask to hear your music. It's not a concert. I don't care if it's free. Yeah. But like when you go to the park, you get pissed off. Like you get peeved by people that are sitting there with music. Depends on the music, really. Ooh. Yeah. If it's music, I can stand. Like some dude was playing Selena and I was like, I can get down with Selena. That's fine even though it's way too loud for this space. Okay. Yeah. But sometimes it's like... So you have a hierarchy. Yeah, totally, I do. All right, all right. Another pet peeve is when someone cooks in front of me or for me because all I can think about is how I would cook it. <laughs> and they put in parentheses, probably better. <laughs> wow, well, all right, noted. Not going to cook with you because you would definitely have something to say about the way I cook. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I've seen you cook. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. all right. All no right. comment. All right, all right. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> did you write that? I mean, I that? did tell you what I did just ate. Did you write that note? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, this person said leaving the cabinets open. Yeah, that is annoying. Or when someone throws wet towels on the floor mm. or on top of some other clothing item. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, if you want to see me I don't lose get why people shit, do that. Yeah, that's uh, definitely one of those. Just like, do you think somebody will come in? Your maid will come in to pick this up for you. Your mother. Yeah. People be like, my mom's secretly going to show up and hang all my towels. I'm like, I no. want to meet your mom who allowed this to happen. Or who took out. Exactly. Like, no, never, never. If I have kids, never. No. You picking up your own damn towel. Seriously. All right. Someone said that their pet peeve is action and judgment without first seeking to understand. So I guess kind of like impulsivity. Kind of like yours. Yeah. Yeah. On like a bigger scale, I think. But yes. Right. Definitely. <laughs> this one. This person hates the mushroom haircut that people have. No. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a trend? Um, they also said, I hate all these Instagram fitness journeys. That is so I specific, agree. both of those. Yeah. Wow. But the Instagram fitness journeys, I also, I'm just like, this is so dumb. I've blissfully missed out on those because I probably would go on my own tirade. Uh, another pet peeve is inability to commit in a relationship. So like, that's like a big old pet peeve. I've never heard a pet peeve like that because that seems kind of more of a foundational like existential type of issue a grievance yeah yeah that seems like a make or break sort of thing like i won't i could still be with somebody who said send this to chris and i yeah with some difficulty but, but I, so. <laughs> I was gonna say you're just there trying to not to murder them every time i would jump out the window every time but you know we'd still be together <laughs> no you would definitely correct them after like the first 10 times yeah 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 10 or is you would my make threshold. a remark in passing yeah. very like passively 
but aggressively. Like get the whiteboard like, out and just go over. Subject, object, this is what you do. All right, love you. Night. <laughs> Lights go off, their eyes are just open. <laughs> and blank. Like, what have I done to deserve this? And uh, this person wrote, they're not sure if it's a pet peeve, so we will be the judges of this since we are the all-reigning authority on pet peeves. Gavel down. This person doesn't like touching earrings, even if it's their own earrings. Once they're inside the ear, it's okay. But when people take them out, I hate the idea of touching them. I just don't like ears in general, they write. Yeah, I could see that being a pet peeve. Yeah, right? I think that's okay. It's a, it's a nuisance. It's something, well, pet peeves aren't really just like a nuisance. It's more of a something that like kind of evokes this visceral reaction in you, mm-hmm. right? I judge yes. <laughs> yeah, I'd give it a pet peeve check. All right, the next person. When writing essays or anything with paragraphs of text, I cannot stand when there's a paragraph that spills over onto a new line but doesn't fill the line. I will spend extra hours editing paragraphs to shorten slash lengthen them to make sure they fill their final line. Not ashamed of this, but definitely a nerd pet peeve. LOL. Oh, man. (laughs) Wow. I'm feeling kind of like tame now on my tirade (laughs) no but see i have the opposite i would always try and make my line like that one extra word that goes over because then that's one extra line and it makes your paper one line longer and if you have like 10 paragraphs each of them with that one extra word oh man that's a lot of lines that's a lot of space that it takes up this person would push you off of a cliff yeah i think so (laughs) because my strategy was always like what can i add to that one word down but i could see if you're aesthetically inclined and that throws off your aesthetic Fair. for sure but that's why they make the spacing thing to make it all like mm-hmm. the know, margins the... yeah widen them yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. all right this person <laughs> hates people posting their baby's pictures all babies are scary <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's more than a pet peeve i think that's a declaration it's not like I hate when people dress up their babies in like, I don't know, elf outfits. Like, no, babies in general, all of it, <laughs> gone. This person, well, this is specific, hates hearing their mom chew. Just their mom? Yeah, they've mentioned it to her once or twice, and I don't know why it bugs me. <laughs> Just their mom. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, what? And now I'm curious, like, what specific thing does their mom do when chewing? Yeah, is it like celery or is it peanut butter <laughs> smacking? Like that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's annoying, even to my own ears. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> uh, this person says, I don't like it when people cook in the kitchen because I feel like it's only really clean if I clean it. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, that's like a control a- issue. I can get down with that too. <laughs> well, this is another specific one. When my husband keeps pausing and rewinding what we are watching on TV. <laughs> oh, fuck that. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Dude, I, I kind of do that sometimes. No. What the hell? I do that, though, because I, if I miss it, then i like, well, this isn't a complete, you know, watch, watching experience. Why are you missing it, though? Things happen in life. Oh, my God. You have to get up, like... Can the, you not pause the video? If, if something's, like, overflowing on the stove, you know... Then why are you watching a bit? Vi- like, you should be paying attention to what's on the stove. <laughs> Okay, mom. I, there's another pet peeve with the people with the multitasking, but things that shouldn't be multitasking. Okay, but that's not, okay, technically that's not affecting anybody else. I wouldn't watch something and cook with somebody. 
Okay. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, if we're in conversation, but then we miss something and five seconds go by and I want to hear what they say. So yeah, I'll stop it and rewind it because I want to hear what it says. But that's because the other person and I are talking. So it's not just me. Yeah, but then you pause it. As soon as you start talking, no, you pause uh, it. Yeah. Like that. that's just not natural, Gia. Conversations don't. Oh, always... my hand like flies. I'm like space bar. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? What is this? Well, not everybody is so on the mark as you. I know. I'm just too good. It's spelled G-U-D. Uh-huh, with an umlaut. <laughs> okay, so our next one is when someone says they don't like sweets or dessert, and yet they still ask to have some of yours. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, <laughs> yeah, that's... Mm -hmm. I may be guilty of this a little <laughs> <Yeah>. bit. <laughs> I was going to say, that's kind of that's bratty. <laughs> like, why don't you like sweets, though? Well, I just personally don't like sweet things, and I think a lot of desserts are too sweet. Oh, okay. But sometimes I'm like, you know, I finished dinner, and I just want one bite of something sweet to, like, finish, oh, you know? okay, okay. I don't want to eat a full thing. Yeah. It's like, if I go out to eat alone, I won't order dessert, and that's fine, whatever. But if I'm, like, out with someone, and they want dessert, I'm like, hey, do you want to split it? But by splitting it, I mean I take, like, a sixth, and you eat five-sixths of it. <laughs> like, not even half and half. I'm like, I literally don't want more than two spoonfuls, <laughs> if that. I'm glad we resolved that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this next person says they hate the sound of a mouth opening and closing. That very subtle wet sound. Ugh. Next up, we have people telling me how to live my life, even when they're right. Ha ha. I like making my own mistakes, <laughs> lol. Yeah, fair, fair. Uh, this next person says when people don't know things, I expect them to know. <laughs> Oof. I kind of want to know what I'm supposed to know now. I know, because that could go into, like, being a dick territory. Oh, man, this one. Ooh, okay. I don't like when people clip their nails in public. Do that at home. <laughs> oh, God, that kills me dead. I hate when people do that. My friend sent me this video from, uh, he's in Shanghai, and there was this woman just, like, straight up shoes off, clipping her toenails on public transportation. Oh, no. And I was like, no. I'm never had less desire to ride the metro in Shanghai than I do now. Like, if that's what's going on. Oh, fuck me. People can just do that willy-nilly. It's just the Like, sound. I've seen ladies clipping their nails on the bus in New York. I've seen women, like, like filing their nails, which is almost worse because then it, like, pulverizes <laughs> your nail and it goes in the air and I can breathe it and your nail skin cells are getting in my nose. Uh, and now with COVID, fuck. that just seems so, so extremely wrong. The one pro of having a mask right right i yeah. mean i might have been guilty once or twice of filing my nails out in public because that actually uh, okay that might be my second biggest pet peeve is uneven nails and it's something like i have to address immediately so you would rather have even nails than and like deposit your dead ass nail cells in everyone's respiratory system <laughs> okay like i said now just deal with, with COVID, it for two seconds it's making it more apparent to me that that is really gross <laughs> But, Thank God. But I didn't realize it before because it was very like one track mind. Jesus. Gotta fix this. Animals, and that's a bunch what of a filthy animals. Does. So now that we have seen into the inner depths of one another's complaints, now I know what not to do to piss anybody off on this list. Also, I have to add one more. I have to add one more that I just thought of when we were reading, when we were reading that list. It's a pet peeve that only started in the last like five, six years because of our society. So my biggest pet peeve when it comes to Netflix is the whole Netflix and chill thing. Mm. 
and certain listeners will know that this really bothers me because I really fucking hate starting a movie and then not finishing it. <laughs> I'm like, if we're going to have like, if we're going to get freaky, then don't start a movie like because I'm never going to sit there and watch the end of this movie after I'm going to fall asleep. So you'll never take it upon yourself to watch it alone no. by yourself some other time. No. Well, you could, though. I could, but I'm not going to because I just watched the beginning and I don't like rewatching shit in terms you of... You don't need to rewatch like, it. I... You, just, you just watch it where you stopped. Yeah, but I don't know. It's a very stupid pet peeve, but I, I recognize that it's stupid and I recognize that there are many solutions for it. All right. So we took to the interwebs and we found out some stuff about pet peeves. There's a lot of think pieces, a lot of fluff about, you know, the top 50 pet peeves. But there is some actual science behind pet peeves. So I will start off with what I found. Uh, there is a book by Joelle Palka and Flora Lichtman called Annoying, the Science of What Bugs Us. And it's actually a really cool book. What I like is that they broke it down into three categories of why pet peeves are pet peeves. They all begin with you, which is really handy. A pet peeve is usually one, unpleasant, two, unpredictable, or three, an uncertain duration. Mm. For example, unpleasant. A mosquito buzzing around while you are outside is very unpleasant. But it's a pet peeve because it can be fixed. So you can go inside and there's no more mosquitoes in theory, depending on where you are. Uh, the other pet peeve that a lot of people noted and the way that they categorized it was unpredictable. If you're listening, for example, to someone talking on their phone in public, you're only getting half of the conversation. And so you're not sure how the other person is going to respond. You're not sure what is going to be said. It's unpredictable. And therefore, our brain, which really likes order and structure, doesn't like that. So we get annoyed by it. And in terms of like uncertain durations, a lot of people get pissed off when things are delayed. And why is that? Because we don't know all the time how long that delay is actually going to be. Like if you go to the airport and they tell you your flight is delayed, it might be 30 minutes. It might get delayed again. It might get delayed again. It might get canceled. So this whole idea of not having a set time frame is another characteristic of a pet peeve. That's handy to have the list of yous to go down. At first, I thought you meant it started with you, Y-O-U. And I was like, no, it doesn't. Oh, it all starts with you. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm perfect. That's the way I am. It's everybody else who's got it wrong. Totally, man. I think it's interesting to find people who are usually laid back and easygoing who have pet peeves because like you mentioned mm -hmm. it's about control and having structure so even those types of people they still have things that bug them yeah i think even the most laid back person can have a breaking point where the order control structure that they're used to or that like their limit it can still be it can be reached and broken the limit does not exist <laughs> all right so mine it's from a study done by Welcome Institute, spelled with two L's, and Newcastle University, where the researchers tested pet peeves on subjects' brains uh -huh. to see what bothered them. Then the most common are forks and knives scraping glass or nails mm -hmm. against chalkboard, yeah. So they monitored their brains while these sounds were playing to test mm -hmm. like what kind of activity would occur in the brains. The amygdala, which is where a lot of negative emotions come from, that was seen to be the most affected, which makes sense. And then it was followed yeah. by uneasiness in the participants' actions and their expressions. 
So another pet peeve example they included were sets of certain words. For example, moist is one of ah. the most commonly hated words, and it tends to make people kind of cringe. And there's a reason behind this. Humans associate gross and unpleasant things with negative or uncomfortable thoughts, which is kind of what you just talked about. Mm -hmm. um, and that also includes food textures or smells. So if, if a person dislikes something the first time and it reminds them of something vulgar or foul, most likely they're going to associate, you know, that food with negative thoughts. So I was trying to think of things that relate to me for that. And uh, moist doesn't bother me as much as panties. Oh, yeah. Word. I hate that so word. much. And I was trying to remember where I heard it first, but I think it's just the word pant. And I just think it's a little bit demeaning to say it. Like, can't we just say underwear? Like, boys don't wear panties, so why do girls have to wear panties, you know? Um, yeah, for me, the panties thing is just like... I don't know. I just feel like it's become this sexualized word. and Right. And that's like, why yeah. I associate it negatively. And then for me, the food texture, this goes back to me being a lifelong vegetarian, probably. I cannot stand the smell of like fried meat, especially bacon. That makes me yeah. gag so hard. Yeah. It goes like straight up to that amygdala region and I want to scream. You're not the only one. I know um, most of my friends who are vegetarians cannot stand the smell. Anyway, so that's the science. Yeah, I did also read that study about, um, and I was interested on how they actually have a, um, a name for the auditory pet peeves called misophonia. You so uh, funny. I don't know. Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay, so misophonia, and it basically means that you are getting a distress signal from your amygdala to your auditory cortex, and it stimulates this sort of like distress fight or flight symptoms in your body because we do not like things that make us have distress signals. So nails on the chalkboard, high-pitched screaming, fire alarms, um, smoke detector barking. alarms. Yeah, so all of those things that produce in us a sort of or heightened anxiety are actually categorized as misophonia. And some people obviously have it way worse than other people where they have visible symptoms. They start sweating, shaking, shortness of breath. So if you experience that, for pet peeves like nails on a chalkboard, you may have it and you may need to get checked out. And you can join a support group that has over 20,000 people, apparently, on Facebook. Oh, wow. You're not alone. Is it called the Misophonia Ain't Phony support group? <laughs> What's phony about hating the way everything sounds? We've alienated everyone. That's it. We like crossed the last box. We were like, bye. <laughs> this is the episode where we end everything. We made it to six. We were like, fuck it. Seven. This is it. I actually do think Five seven is a very romantic number. <clears throat> Why? No, I lie. It's not. <laughs> I was like, are we going to do an episode on this? <laughs> which numbers are sexy and which numbers aren't? Next time. All right. So speaking of next time. La próxima vez. We were, are going to have a new questionnaire coming out. Pew, pew. Pew. Choo, choo. DJ sounds. Bra, bra, bra. Okay. <laughs> wow. Sorry for everyone who has misophonia. Avery just uh, <laughs> totally triggered you. Banging her pen on a ceramic dish. Awful, woman. So my wedding toast. What are you talking about? Uh-huh. So this is a reminder. It will serve as a reminder to fill out the questionnaire, if you haven't already. Number three. Numero tres. We got tres. lots of funny. Thank you. 
for all of our Spanish listeners out there, Spanish-speaking <laughs> listeners. I'll be your, like, intermittent <laughs> translator. <laughs> yeah, just, like, pop up at the best or worst moment. Right. So, yeah, we're going to have lots of, we have lots of questions on that questionnaire to uh, wet your whistle, tickle your fancy. Brush your tail, feathers. <laughs> <laughs> Check out our other episodes if you haven't already. We got the Stitcher. We got the Spotify, the Google Podcast, the iTunes. Why do you become the Podcast. Bro- like a girl from Brooklyn? Like The iTunes. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. I'm from the mafia. Hey. Google. We're going to bust your kneecaps. Let's get up the numbers so we can make it a merch. All I want to do is wear a t-shirt with my face on it. No, I want to wear a t-shirt that says if they don't double on Tundra, they can double the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) And thanks to Comice Johnson for her wonderful illustration of our tits. Just kidding. Of our faces. And Gabrielle Beasley for her lovely, lovely intro and outro ukulele music. I'm gonna let you. Okay, lovely, obviously. Adjective with L. Liturgical. Yeah. Our laboring, our lace like. Lace like. Our lacking listeners. Oh no, our lactating listeners. Maybe some of them are. Our lazy listeners. Um, lawful. Well, we would hope, I guess. <laughs>